Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. My friends, we can always come to Jesus. Hallelujah for that. Isn't that wonderful that we can always come to Jesus? He is standing with open arms, ready to receive us. Oh, he's not just standing there with open arms. The Bible says he is knocking on the door of our heart and he wants to come into our life. He is begging, he is pleading with us, please allow me to come in and I will make all things well. I will make all things wonderful. When Jesus comes, he comes to bless. He comes to save, to heal, to deliver, to do miracles and to give us a wonderful, blessed life. I'm so thankful for that. Hallelujah. And today we can come to him. Today you can come to him. Maybe you are a child of God and You know this message already in your heart. You you live with Jesus. He lives with you. You have that intimate fellowship. Well, then I know that this message will just bless you and uplift you and encourage you and you'll be so happy to hear it. But maybe you're a child of God and you have some distance with him right now because maybe something happened in your life. Maybe you're disappointed. Maybe you're sick and the healing hasn't come yet. Maybe you feel lonely and you're waiting for a touch, a miracle. Well, then today, I know this message will bless you because it will help you to draw near to him right now and you will feel that he is near to you right now. And maybe you are that child of God that is running away or maybe you're even someone who has never become a child of God. Well, today you can come near to Jesus. Hallelujah for that. You know, the Bible, it shows us that we can come near to, uh, to Jesus. You know, the Bible shows us that we can come near to Jesus. And it doesn't just show us that we can come near to him. It proves that we can come near to him. I'm so glad for the word of God because the word of God is the truth and it never fails. And what it tells us is the truth. And the Bible tells us that we can draw near to him. Hallelujah for that. And there are so many scriptures to prove this. But today I want to prove it through another way out of the word. And it is in the names of Jesus. The names of Jesus are names that allow us to come near to him. The names in itself are proof that we can come near to him. The names are inviting to us. You know, I must think of this this Russian story of this man, an influential, rich man, powerful man, and he said, anyone that comes to the door of my house, I will help them with whatever they need. Well, that sounds wonderful, but you know, in his yard, he had so many big dogs walking around with teeth and drool and with barking that nobody dared to come near to his door. Everybody was kept away because of these dogs roaming freely around the house. And it's not so with Jesus, hallelujah. When he says, draw near unto me, come to me, he doesn't have a big dog standing there and that is barking or that is showing his teeth and looking at us like it will bite us at any moment that we keep from a distance. No, it's not like that. And so the name of Jesus is also not a name that is already pushing us away. In what way do I mean that? Well, 
The Bible doesn't say that he is a dog. The Bible doesn't say that he is a crocodile. Yes, the Bible speaks about the lion of Judah. Now, that's not some animal that I would come near to if I'm somewhere in the jungle and I see a lion. I know that's not someone I should play with or that I should cuddle with. That's dangerous. But Jesus, he is called also the lamb. Now, I remember we had this farmer down in the south of Holland, and uh, every so often we would visit there to do a crusade, to do a campaign. And whenever I was there uh, during that time that the little lambs were there, oh, you would see a whole field filled with little lambs jumping around. And it was so wonderful to come in the midst of it and they would come near to you and I would dare to come near to them. And they were so playful and so soft and so cuddly. I tell you, there was nothing that kept me away from those little lambs. I I didn't feel afraid for them. I didn't feel fear for them. And there was nothing that I would see that would push me away. No, the lamb is something that draws us near to it. It is so playful. It's so friendly looking. It's so soft, so cuddly. And Jesus, the Bible says, he is our lamb. That's his name. That's his title. And that's also his mission, that he was the lamb that was sacrificed. We know the words of John the Baptist. He says, see, look, there is the lamb. Behold, the lamb that takes away the sins of the world. The lamb, the lamb, oh, the lamb of God. He is the lamb of God. He is the lamb without blemish. He is that perfect lamb that is pure and holy and clean and that is perfect. And he was given as a sacrifice for us. And hallelujah, that he is a lamb that makes me, you know, it gives me a yearning, it draws me, it pulls me to come near to him. It doesn't put fear upon me and it doesn't push me away. Another name of Jesus in the Bible and also a title and also a ministry, but I want to say a name right now, is that he is our shepherd. A shepherd, yeah, he's not just a lamb, but he is the shepherd too. And shepherd for the lamb, for the sheep, is also someone that they trust. It doesn't say that he is the butcher. The butcher loves the sheep, but it loves the sheep to kill it and to eat the meat. He's not the butcher. He's not the sheep shearer but he is the shepherd. And it says, my sheep, they know my voice and they follow me. And we follow him, our shepherd, because we trust our shepherd. Because the shepherd, and read John chapter 10, it speaks about it so beautifully. He gives his life for the sheep. And he loves the sheep for the sheep, not for the meat, not for the wool, but for the sheep. And he wants to bring the sheep to those safe places where they can eat, to the safe places where they can drink, to the safe places where they can play and where there's no danger. And when danger does come, the shepherd is there, oh, to push away the wolves and to push away those dogs and other animals that could hurt them. And you know, we know that as we are the sheep of the Lord, that he is our shepherd, hallelujah. And he has given his life for us. And he loves us, not for the wool, not for the meat, but he loves us because we are the creation of God. He gave his life for us because he loves us and he wants to bring us into safe places where we can eat and drink 
and have a happy and, and wonderful life. Oh, we know him as shepherd and shepherd. Again, that is someone that the sheep would draw near to, not run away from, but draw near to. Oh, there's another name in the Bible. Well, it's, ama it's an amazing name. He is our big brother. The Bible shows us that he is our big brother. You might think, well, what's so big about a big brother? What is so, what's so wonderful about that? Well, to think that and to know that he is God in the flesh and he has elevated us through his sacrifice to become a child of God that we may call him our big brother. Now, maybe you and your siblings haven't been uh, in such a good relationship and maybe you didn't have such a good brother or such a good sister, someone to look up to, someone that would care for you, someone that loves you. Well, maybe you have a distorted view of Jesus as big brother then, and I can understand that, but, but he is a perfect brother. He is a wonderful brother. I'm so thankful I have two brothers I have four sisters in my life. I'm the youngest of eight. One brother died before I was born. But I have seven siblings, you know, and, and they have been so good to me. They have taken good care of me. Well, at times they all feel like a papa, mama to me, me being the youngest one, of course. And, uh, but I can tell you, oh, I shouldn't say that I had a tough life with them because they have been good to me and they are still good to me and they help me and they bless me. We have a wonderful relationship. They're all in ministry, all children of God, filled with the Spirit, all in ministry. And it's wonderful to have a good brother, a good sister, but to have Jesus as your big brother. <laughs> you know, so many times... Uh, uh, children when they're playing at school and uh, some uh, bully comes and pushes them over and uh, they have an issue and they don't, uh, they're not able to resist that bully because that bully is bigger and stronger. Oh, I've heard many a time them say, oh, oh, watch out for what you do to me because I'm going to get my big brother and my big brother is bigger than you are and my big brother, he will take care of this situation and he will push you away and he will take care of it. You know, they trust their big brother to come and to solve it. Oh, how much more can we trust our big brother, Jesus, hallelujah, when the enemy comes and the devil comes to pester us and make life difficult and he is attacking us or our family or our finances or whatever it is in life that he is attacking. We can say, hey, watch out. I'm going to get my big brother. My big brother, Jesus, is here and he will solve this situation. He's bigger than you are and he's able to push you away. Oh, and others might fear him because they are enemies to him, but we are not enemies to Christ. He is our big brother with whom we are in a loving, sweet relationship. And so we know our big brother. Oh, that's someone we draw near to, someone that draws near to us. The Bible, also you can find it, talks about Jesus being our friend. Oh, Jesus, son of God. <laughs> oh, hallelujah for that. He is our friend. He is my friend. He's not my enemy. He is not my adversary. He's not my competition or, you know, any kind of word that you could use that would describe some animosity or some jealousy or some 
problematic relationship. No, he is my friend. And he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's my friend in such a way that, you know, he knows me inside, outside. He knows everything about me. He knows my whole life. He knows my past, my present. He even knows my future. And still he chooses to come near to me. And whatever I have done, I know when everybody walks away, this friend walks towards me. He walks towards you. He's a friend that when you have failed God and failed people and you failed life, that still he is a friend. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus is your friend. My dear friends, Jesus, he is your friend. Maybe because of circumstances, the church has let you down or your pastor let you down or your family has let you down and you have let others down, but praise God, Jesus will never let you down. He is that friend that comes near to you and picks you up and helps you. I'm so thankful that the Bible, I just mention a few of the names and titles and functions and, and offices and ministries of our Lord Jesus that prove that we can come near to him. You know, it's also in his person. We must understand that he is fully God, but he is also fully man. Being fully God, if he was only fully God, it would be so difficult, even impossible for us to come near to him. But he came to be fully man. He came in the flesh and as man, it says he walked among us. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but when I think of these marvels, it just goes beyond my understanding that God himself walked among us in simplicity. He walked the streets that we walked. He walked through life, the life that we go through. He suffered and, and, and he went through all the difficulties and people that came against him and, and all the ridicule that they gave and, and the blasphemy, all these other things that happened in his life, the disappointments. He went through all these things just like us and that's why he understands us. He is not sitting somewhere on a high throne as God in perfect and purity and holiness that looks to us mortal man and does not understand our suffering and our yearnings and longings and sufferings and pains and disappointments and sinful life. He did not sin, but he walked in this life where, where he was so near to us. He saw all things and went through so many things in his own life. And, and that's why he understands us. And that proves that we can talk to him when we talk to him about our life and about the things we are going through, it's not like it's some foreign language to him that he does not understand or cannot feel with us, but he fully comprehends it. And then he shows us the way. He shows us the way. I'm so thankful for that. Hallelujah. Well, you know, the language of Christ. I, I, his language was a language that drew sinners to him. And it drew people of all sorts to him, all colors and all walks of life. 
The intellectuals, they heard something that, that, that touched their mind and their heart. The, the simple, simpletons, the, the simple people, they heard language that they could finally understand the plans of God. Religion made it so difficult for them, but the way Jesus spoke, they understood the plans of God. They got a longing for the plans of God and for the life that God offers them and offers us. You know, the way he spoke was not a language that he felt so much better. And he was so much better. He is so much better. That made us feel that he was so much higher. And yet he is so much higher. But he drew near. He condescended. He came so low to our level. Speak our language. Touch our wounds, our pains. Oh, and he spoke in such a way that we could hear and understand. And yet... It didn't push us away. If Jesus would preach here today and you would hear him speaking to you in the flesh, I know in one way you would feel ashamed. I would feel ashamed because of sin or other things in my life. But, but just looking to him, his eyes of love and hearing his words of love and the invitation that he brings to come near to him, it would make me not to run away, but it would make me to run towards him. This is exactly who Jesus is. He is God and he shows us the Father in the eyes, in the language, in the love that even though we feel conviction of sin and we feel that we have betrayed God and we have sinned and that we are sinful and we could never come near to him in our own works and in our own good things, but yet his voice, his language would be so gentle and so loving and even it's, when it's stern, it is not stern to push us away, but it is to bring us to attention and to come near to him, to come near to him. Aren't you thankful for that? Aren't you thankful for Jesus Christ that you can always come near to him? And today I would say, come near to him, come near to him. You cannot come near to the Father without a mediator, but you can come near Jesus without a mediator because he is the mediator. He is the one that we need. He is the way to the Father, and no one comes to the Father but through him. Jesus is the name for salvation, is the name for forgiveness. He has accomplished it all to cleanse us, and to make us holy and acceptable before the Father. And so today, my dear friends, oh, the invitation is there. Not my invitation, but his invitation. You'll find it in the Word. When you read the Word, you will find his invitation there. But I tell you something that goes even further and deeper. He will speak it into your heart through the Holy Spirit. I know that he will. Isn't it wonderful? The simple gospel Words like I just spoke today, I mean, maybe they're not the high educational words, but yet they are words of God inviting you to come near to Jesus right now. And the Holy Spirit will confirm it in your heart. And the word of God proves it, that you can come near to him right now. No matter what you have done, what you are missing or what's lacking in your life, or maybe how angry or disappointed you are, you can come near to him today. Just humble yourself before him. Oh, open your life right now. Open your heart, your mind, and just today pray with me and say, oh God, I come to you in Jesus' name. 
Oh, Jesus, I know that you came to save me, that you gave your life in exchange for my life. You sacrificed yourself upon the cross. You gave your blood, and in your blood there is life. There is cleansing of all sin and iniquity, and you set us free. In your resurrection is life, and you bring that resurrection power in us, and you resurrect our spirit man that we might live and have eternal life and that we may live in fellowship with our creator. Yes, you exalt us and lift us high that you even make us into children of God that we may call our creator, our heavenly father. Jesus, it's all because of what you have done and today we need you. It's only through you that we can come to the Father. It's only through you that we can receive remission of sin. It's only through you that we can be saved. And we want to be saved right now. We want every obstacle between us and our Creator to be removed. And we want to come into His presence. And we want His presence, your presence, to come into our hearts, into our lives. Lord, we receive it right now, and we thank you that from this day on, we will have a different life, a new life, a wonderful life as children of God. Thank you for this, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com.